Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are doing a special anniversary review of Back to the Future Part 2, which turns 30. Uh, and I am Peter. And I'm Mariano. And uh, yeah, this is a big one. This is huge. Uh, this is also the very first movie on this show that I have reviewed twice. Interesting. Yeah, uh, because the trilogy I have reviewed with my son Phoenix. So for those that are joining in for the first time or maybe a newer listener, uh, when we first started this podcast, it was my son and I, and we reviewed movies that I grew up watching. And obviously, Back to the Future, uh, the the trilogy was was huge for me. Also, uh, a very obscure line from Back to the Future 2 was the namesake of what the uh, of what Postalgic was originally um and i don't know maybe people don't notice but on the logo itself it even says at the very top hydrate level four presents Postalgic. so we mm-hmm. used to be hydrate level four and now um that just makes me feel hungry for pizza yeah uh pizza hut pizza maybe yeah. Pe- uh, uh, no eh, yeah. i mean i mean if you want to be <laughs> accurate about it sure pizza hut but I'm not hungry for pizza. I'll tell you that right now. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Pizza's pizza to me, to, to be honest with you. If, if it's got meat on it, I I, I will eat it. Um, I mean. Oh, Peter. Oh. That's okay. We're, we can still be friends. All right. Uh, fu- funny um, tidbit or incident uh, in regards to me ordering pizza one time. Uh, it'll be real quick and we'll move on. Um, but, but one time the wife uh, asked me to order pizza. I think we had a coupon for like um, two toppings or something like that. And so I called, I made an order. They asked me what would I like for my two toppings. I said cheese and pepperoni. They didn't, you counted cheese as a topping and they're like, what are you talking about, sir? Well, I, I think they, in their mind, they're like, oh, extra cheese. So I told the wife, she goes, cheese is already a topping. Like, <laughs> see, you're nodding your head because you knew. Uh, yeah, and and I, knew. I did it. I'm with your wife on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. All right, so on the show, uh, what we'd like to do is take a visit back to when this movie came out. Uh, The number one song at the time of this movie's release, Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli. I'm very much familiar with that, sir. Very much familiar. You you know what? Um, So I knew about them uh, in pop culture growing up. I feel it was like only in the last few years is actually when I uh, saw the infamous f- video uh, of their performance, and I didn't think it looked that bad. Nobody look. Nobody knew until they got caught, or until whoever whoever did spill the beans, right? Then somebody whoever was doing the 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 real singing. Is like, that what was it was? It? Okay, see, I, I think I they thought... weren't getting paid or something, and or whatever the case, whatever deal they had, and uh, you know they were getting all these like accolades and. They, they, they kind of let it be known and, you know, then everybody's like, you know, then there's jokes. You know what I mean? I, I thought the video, I mean, again, this is just a few years ago that I saw this video, but I thought it was like a live performance where um, something happened where they're like, hey, they're they're not even singing it live kind of thing. Because I, I remember thinking in my mind, I go, wait, that's that was the reveal? And, and, and people got like super pissed about that? Because some people, they, they use 
like their own background um, uh, voice, you know, to uh, along with the the actual singing live. Yeah, so, people lip sync to their songs all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, not in, I mean, ideally not in a concert, but you know, in, in some of these shows, sometimes they do it. I, I'll, for instance, Soul Train, Soul Train, they all lip sync. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not doing a live set, um, but you know, when you do like Emmys or, or Grammy or Grammys, I should say, I'm sorry, that they they do live sets because that's a performance, right? So I think that's probably what it was. And, you know, somebody paying attention was like, wait a minute, they're not singing live or whatever. Um, and then I, I know, I know that I'm pretty sure the person who was actually doing the singing came, you know, came, uh, came out and right. let it be known. And then, you know, the rest is history. As they say, yeah. Uh, and the same weekend that this movie came out, no other movie came out? At least not worth noting. I mean, I well, because have... then people probably were like, "Oh, Steven Spielberg sequel to Back to the Future." Why bother? Well, he produced the movie. He was an executive producer. It's actually uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. You um, know what I mean? You know I, what I, mean. I, I do know what you mean. Now, uh, the the thing is, I have Box Office Mojo up. Uh, what I think it is, I, I didn't look this up or anything like that, but I think that maybe this movie was a Thanksgiving release. Uh, typically, movies release on Wednesdays and Fridays. I'm assuming that this was probably a Thursday release, you know, for Thanksgiving, because big holidays do that: Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving. Because um, I used to work in the movie theater, so I, so I do know that, and, and that's possible, you know, uh, because yeah, obviously the first one was a huge hit. Maybe other people were like, "Nope, Thanksgiving's all you guys. Go ahead, <laughs> you yeah, take you much. take that day." Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, some studios are like, "Why would you compete with a movie that's going to make all the money?" Yeah, right. Because yeah. Uh, again, like you know, if you're looking at a weekly re- re- release. The uh, just five days before on the seventeenth, you got movies like Harlem Nights, All Dogs Go to Heaven, The Little Mermaid, Still Magnolias. All those came out five days before, so that kind of makes sense. And I'm not mathing right, but that probably puts it on a Thursday <laughs> if the seventeenth was a Friday. Well, would it be? Um, don't they do Thanksgiving releases on Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, or is it usually on Thanksgiving itself? Well, you know what? That's a good question. There's a movie coming out this week. Or next week, I should say, called Knives Out. Okay. And they, they keep saying Thanksgiving. So, is it coming out Thursday or Wednesday? Well, the, ah. the, the, the times have changed because even if it's a Thursday release, I'm sure they're still going to have late showing starting the Wednesday, Wednesday. evening before. Right. Yeah. So, it's hard to say now. But um, I do remember movie theaters would show uh, or they would have some releases on those actual uh, holidays. And um, So, what year, did it, what year did it come out again? 89. 89. Yeah, and Blockbuster, they would do, like, you know, the Tuesday releases. Uh, very seldom was there any other uh, deviation from that. You know, it was always Tuesday new releases. So what's the date on, on it, the, the official date for Back to the Future 2? November 22nd. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Oh, it was a Wednesday. So, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. But it could have just been the only movie for, the, for, the, for that for, to for come that, out right before Thanksgiving. Week, yeah. Because they're like, hey, it's Back to the Future 2. What are we doing? You right. Know, who's competing with that? Oh. Huh. Interesting. Well, what do I know? I mean, I was what six years old when this came out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that you knew what days were, right? You know what you know. <laughs> Maybe you know. <laughs> uh, so, Mariano, uh, what is your history with the uh, second installment of this uh, Back to the Future movie? I um, well, we start off with Back to the Future, the the first one, which I saw in the theater and was blown away by, and the second one I didn't watch until it came out on on VHS. Um, I don't know why, to be honest. Uh, and I remember when I initially watched it, I liked it um, because it's Back to the Future. 
come on, right? Mm-hmm. And I love. I, I I was always a um a um a uh, Michael J. Fox fan, you know, from Family Ties, and then you know he did a bunch of other, you know, he did other movies like Teen Wolf, and uh, I don't know if I don't know if Doc Hollywood came out before this or after. Probably Doc Hollywood like came after. out after, yeah. after because this is like kind of like what kind of propelled them into getting more and more stardom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so that's kind of where what I came into to it and i hadn't really watched it in like a very long time um maybe 10 15 years uh, okay. you know when i watched like the trilogy you know yeah and um but coming into this before watching it again and my favorite is the third one okay um but i still of course have a like really special place with the first one because it, it, it to me i feel like well the ending of the first one kind of set up the second but i'm like i feel like the first one could have just been it you know if they ended it slightly different I, I get it. It's a it's a cool 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 thing to have a trilogy, and they had that idea in mind. But I just felt like that movie was so cool, you know, in general, like the way that they use special effects and and you know, it's innovative in the storytelling and time travel made most sense. I guess <laughs> I don't think time travel, as much as I love tra- time travel movies and shows and books and stories, it is very difficult to keep it making sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's very difficult because you got to kind of make your own rules. And stick to them for it to make more sense, but then the rules don't necessarily work. It's it's very anyway. I mean, look, if y'all watch Endgame, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and um, so watching the second one now, I have a different opinion of it. And so this is where Peter and I may have may have maybe this is where the friendship ends. Oh, maybe this, this, might this be the is last where episode. this might be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we're going to get into that. But uh, okay. yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan of these movies. Slight fan, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, I only named the, the damn show Hydrate Level 4 when I first started. Uh, I have shown you behind me, I got a shelf full of uh, all types of collectibles, things I haven't even opened up yet. Uh, the Lego DeLorean that's not even opened up. Um, all these things. Uh, two Monopoly boards, one to play with, one to not open. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, T-shirt you sent me. You know, from Funko. So thank you yep. for for that. So um, huge fan. My kids love it. My seven year old uh, once quoted a super obscure line from Part Three of all movies. I I I love this movie or these movies so much. I don't consider them part one, two, or three. I call it the Back to the Future saga. It's a six-hour movie because it's very continuous. It picks up right where the previous one uh, leaves off, and uh, they don't do that anymore, really, unless they're usually like properties of books or something. You know, like Harry Potter, or Lord of the Rings, things like that. I I don't, at least not that I could think of. Is there another franchise where it picks up immediately where the you know um, the, the previous one uh, uh, leaves off? You know the, the another one that came to mind back in the eighties, Karate Kid, right? You know I, I right. reviewed the Cobra Kai Companion, so um, it was definitely a thing that that they did before. Now I don't think you know this because because of something you just said, but the the first one. That's all they had planned to do was just the very first movie, and the whole car flying away at the very end was kind of a i guess quote unquote joke and so it did so well that they came back to the writing board and de- decided to write two and three and continue the story oh, okay yeah See, i would have been okay with one yeah I- so I'll, I'll be honest but most but people again, would have yeah but but again three to me was 
I I feel like three kind of is a culmination of the whole thing. And as far as storytelling, just made it not just complete, but I don't know. I just felt like it was a better film overall, you know, but I got to watch it again, you know, but um, again, being a big fan of one, I saw the first one. I don't even know how many times. I don't even know how many times. Yeah, me you know? neither. I, I've seen that movie so many times. Like, and and uh, you know, just uh, just to where like I think Allegra and I have a joke about Earth Angel. You know what I mean? Just because you know, I've, I heard that song like so many freaking times because I watched the movie so many times. Oh yeah, love that song. <laughs> um, yeah, the the second movie I saw in the theater as well. The one thing that always sticks in my mind from my experience of watching it, the the, the scene where Doc is removing like you know the prosthetic uh, off his face. I I remember some kid behind me was like, "Ew!" Like they didn't oh, know what was funny. going on. Yeah, you know, to keep him look young. But if you think about it, like in part two. They literally leave Jennifer in the alley, and most people are like, "What was that about?" Well, again, like they had no plans for a two or a three, and I think it was Robert Zemeckis said that. Well, if they had planned that, they never would have like um, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have had Jennifer at the end of part one and have her see the DeLorean. So they had to take her with uh, with them to the future, and that's why they left her there because like they didn't want her part of the story, right? You know, um, so that's what the, the speaking of Jennifer, uh, Elizabeth Shue, you know, she is playing this role, uh, which was originally Claudia Wells. Uh, a lot of people, you know, like in the last five years, maybe even longer, I'm starting to see like tweets and stuff on Facebook, like, oh, I didn't realize it was two Jennifers. Like, are you kidding me? Like, when did you find out when you first watched part yeah, two? Yeah, we did. When I first watched part two, <laughs> when I'm like, oh, that's a different, they have a different person here. It's kind of like the same people that like watch part one and go, man. It just occurred to me that the end of part one, it says Lone Pine Mall now. Like, uh, that was on purpose and yeah. intentional. Like, what, right, yeah. what are you, <laughs> right. were, you bl- were you blind when you first watched it? Like, I, I don't know. Some people, man. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Casuals. <laughs> Casuals, indeed. Uh, so we got, you know, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd returning. Uh, Leah Thompson returns as Lorraine Baines. Uh, not returning is Crispin Glover, who played George mm-hmm. McFly 1.0. Uh, right. Jeffrey Weissman is now um, George McFly, whom I had the uh, the honor of interviewing on this podcast. So for anyone that is interested, I have uh, a bunch of fun Back to the Future related episodes, uh, interview with Jeffrey Wiseman, as I mentioned, uh, interview with Jason Aaron, who directed the documentary Back in Time. Uh, we reviewed uh, that film and did a interview with him separately. Um, if you go real, uh, really far back, I played like a uh, Back to the Future Jeopardy at a uh, at a friend's house where they we we had a back to the future watching party f- for no reason and they invited me to come because you know obviously and i brought my recording equipment just because i was like i, I think this- we can do something with this watch party and we ended up playing um uh, jeopardy but yeah just scroll through uh aj lacasio who provides the voice of mark mcfly for the intro i did an interview with him years ago Cassine Gaines, who wrote the book uh basically about the trilogy all types of stuff, okay? I'm a huge fan, so I try to get whoever I can get on the show. So I think that's it in terms of the uh, uh, our history with it. But I, I am curious, upon the rewatch, what were some things that you noticed this time around or where it kind of maybe tainted what you remember of this movie? So I, um, as far as a film is concerned, it wasn't, it started out not very good to me, right? So I, I'm I'm looking at it going like, it's not necessarily a rehash, kind of is, but 
not really because I know I know maybe some people have said and I've heard this before. I don't know if you probably have have Peter people saying, oh, it's just a we just redid one again. They did the same thing mm-hmm. and not not technically. Yes, they took elements from the first one and redid it. You know, um, you know the whole Biff, you know the the, the Tannen clan, you know, basically right. that kind of you know that kind of stuff, which they take, uh, you know, from the fifties into the eighties. There you go. Uh, I will say that until I started watching it through the lens of this is a setup for the third, because there were so many like clues dropped throughout the, the film, foreshadowing, yeah, tons of it. That is setting up for the third. I'm like, okay, this is just a conduit to the third, and that's kind of when I let let go of the ultra like um, critical eye or whatever. Because to me, I just felt like it wasn't wasn't that good, man. I was like watching the first half, going, oh, I'm kind of. I don't. It wasn't necessarily cringing. Okay. I I agree that they didn't, weren't going to have Jennifer. You know, like uh, obviously they didn't want her in the in the part of the story where they're trying to like stop his kid from like joining some kind of robbery or whatever. Right. Um. But like. Leaving her in an alley, I'm like, <laughs> I don't care what fucking century you're from. You just be leaving a girl in the alley, like yeah. a high school girl in the alley. Right. Uh, okay, that's kind of cringeworthy. And then, um, and I get that Michael J. Fox was featured to be to playing different characters. And this is where, to me, I feel like three did it better with Michael J. Fox playing his like ancestor, right? Right. right. Whereas okay. here, when he's playing like his, um prodigy his kids and yeah and it just didn't it just didn't land well it's kind of it it wasn't um it's kind of it was really cheesy you know there was definitely so many cheesy things and i get that it's an 80s version of the future right and i think that the the clever the cleverest thing that they came up with one of the clever things they did which was i know played well in the 80s is having a cafe 80s do you know what I mean? Like that right. was yeah. very cl- I thought that was actually like that's a very good call on doing something like that. You know, um, you know, and they did predict the Cubs winning the World Series, which off by a year. <laughs> yeah, but they <laughs> not, they not predicted bad. it though. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just can't place your bet on it, like, you know, like Biff did. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. It was just it was not as good as I recall it. And I really and and here's the thing Biff Tannen is such a like an iconic character, mm-hmm. you know, that this future version of his uh, grandchild, I guess, is just a caricature of Biff Tannen, which is already a character caricature. Right. So that that really threw me off, you know. And okay. so that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. But again, once once kind of we got going into the kind of the middle of the storytelling and what what Marty had to go go through, and then having to go back. And I'll be honest with you, when he went back to the 50s, that ramped up to me the story. You had more fun. You know what I mean? Way more fun. A little bit more stakes because if we, you, yeah, yeah, we knew what happened in the first movie, of course. And see, and um, uh, no, not little known fact, but a fun trivia about this before deciding on Back to the Future Part Two. Uh, working title was Paradox. Hmm. You know, so Doc has talked about it. You know, if you run run into your other self, you know, um, all, all of these different things can happen with the space time continuum and 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 all of this. And also, the, the word paradox is also a play on, you know, there's two docs in this one pair of docs. Right. So, that that was the other thing. 
Um, but yeah, I agree with you. When he goes back to the 50s, uh, there's a little bit more at stake here because he and himself in the first movie is trying to fix something that he jacked up. So here is, you know, uh, uh, Marty Prime, maybe, you know, trying to uh, redo something that happened in the future. But yeah, Biff went back and screwed things up. Um, one of the reasons that I really love this movie is because uh, it was the first time I had seen a mo- you know, you, you kind of mentioned it, like, you know, what a lot of people say, that it is a rehash of the first one. Yes, but they did it, did enough differently, you know, to, to separate it. Like, well, that's Back to the Future Part 2. You know, it's not like, well, it's, it's so much the same, you can watch either one, which I feel is kind of what some remakes are. You know, like, uh, this is a bad example, but like Psycho. Well, Gus Van Zandt did the exact same thing, you know, did a few things differently that people hated, but... It's pretty much beat for beat almost. Yeah, it is beat for beat, shot for shot, and everything. Right. So Which I'm like, uh, what's again, the point? Bad example. Like, but but yeah, there there are other remakes where it's like, well, you choose one. It doesn't matter because it's the same movie. Well, this one, it, it does matter because it's, it's it's different enough. Same thing with three. Like you know, similar beats, except for it's more about Doc than Marty. I think that with, with again, I, to agree with you on that, you can't just separate the two. You can't just watch one or the other. You can't. You could technically watch one and be like, I'm okay. I don't want to watch anymore. Right. That's fine. Yeah. I totally get it because it's so good and it's a story within itself. You know, if you don't care about, you know, Marty's kids in the future or whatever. Um, but as far as two, like you can't really watch it without knowing what happened with one. They right. they work together. And then it it is actually, and this is what I mean when, when I was getting definitely more, I was definitely more entertained once he went to the 50s. And then once he, again, throughout the film kept seeing like, all these like seeds that they're dropping for the next for for three, that it's very seamless in the way that the, the this is the brilliance of the storytelling in this in this one is they were able to seamlessly go straight to three after that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, this is like such a great setup for another film, even up to the Western Union message. Right? What's the right. Western Union? Yeah, Western Union. Yeah. Okay. Even up to the Western Union message, because to be honest, I remember the first time watching this, seeing. Doc get hit by lightning and then having like the DeLorean disappear and you're going like, you know, and again, they were dropping the hint that he was going back to 1885, right? Right. Just because the, the the DeLorean kept kept fucking up the time, you know, the, the setup. Um, so he gets hit by lightning, car disappears. And I remember watching it going like, the fuck? How the fuck is Marty? He's in the 50s. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, I was like, oh shit, you know? And then you get the whole Western Union message and I'm like, oh, that's good. That's real good. You right. know what I mean? And even to the guy going like, oh, we had a bet to to know if this like <laughs> this guy even existed. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell is this shit, right? This, yeah, like, a jo- this you know, like a joke in the specific. office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, to the second, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Good Memory because I would fuck that shit up. I wouldn't remember what fucking date and time and... Oh, I'm, I'm sure oh there's my God. some... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how Western Union works, but I, I'm sure there... No, th- huh. I'm talking about Doc. Oh, fucking, oh. shout out to eh, Doc's memory. Yeah. Right, my right. memory wouldn't be that good. Fuck nah, dude. Well, you know how much drinking I've done in my life? I'd be like, oh man, I think it was the fifth or the mm. sixth. Oh shit, what day was that? Well, here's the thing. You know, the 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 time display, you know, it will actually show you where you came from, right? It's, you know, it's where you're at, where you're going to, and where you came from. So it will have the, the actual date and time that he was just previously at before arriving in 1885. Oh, okay, then fuck that. Fuck Doc, then. His memory's not <laughs> oh, oh, no, don't Cheated. say that. <laughs> there's there's going to be fans <laughs> listening to this that's going to come at you. Um, 
I don't like, yeah. I'm gonna, like edit that out. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, two has always been kind of like the bastard child of the trilogy, uh, just because tonally it, it is so different. Uh, they film, you know, two and three back to back. You know, I'm sure they wrote it together as as well. Um, but I I've never even thought about that. That yeah, two is actually a great setup for part three. I think for the longest time, I probably did like three a little bit more than two, just because it was so different. It's a Western, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And and uh, I, I think, you know, with like, The Karate Kid, I love part two more than one. Um, three isn't very good. Uh, and that one is about Mr. Miyagi, you know, and his story. So part three, you got more of Doc, you know, and, and, and his future. But it's, it's also more Doc-centric. Marty kind of takes a backseat a little bit. Uh, with part two, um, I believe in an interview... I, I've seen so many different things and read so many things, you know, everything's just kind of jumbled up. But I think at some point, Robert Zemeckis might have said that uh, for the way 2 turns out, he kind of maybe not, not necessarily blames himself, but he was also at the same time working on uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit because mm. that came out in 89 as well. Okay. And so he was kind of working on both movies. So uh, there were things that, you know, probably wasn't shot by him. And there were things, uh, decisions were made without him on set kind of kind of thing, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so he wasn't necessarily like, putting full attention to this film. Right. And he has said as much, yeah, that he didn't put, uh, you know, all of his attention on Back to the Future Part Two. So, um, but yeah, totally, it is different. It is dark, uh, especially with the whole uh, alternate 1985 uh, and, uh, you know, seeing Biv Tannen, uh, very similar to somebody nowadays. Because um, I did say Biff Towers, right? Uh, the, wait. No, it didn't. <laughs> just casino. It's the casino. <laughs> yeah. Might as well be Biff Towers. Uh, just real quick here. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Biff Tannen, Pleasure Paradise, uh, playing cards right nice. here in my hands. <laughs> nice. It, it's just in my desk right here. No big deal. But yeah, actual playing cards you can purchase from the website. So yeah, I got I got all types of stuff. Um, you know the almanac. You know, if you want to see it, I'll show you, Mariano. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see it because I, I, I want to. I want to know the blueprint what... of the DeLorean as well. Um, <laughs> poster right here to my right. Anyway, uh, big fanboy, big fanboy. I, I don't pretend to be the expert though, but uh, I will say I'm definitely one of the the biggest Back to the Future fans out there. Um, because there, there's I, I'm sure there are other people that's going to have more knowledge than I uh, I do. It's kind of like I, I'm not comparing like my knowledge of Back to the Future with the Karate Kid, but it's kind of the same thing. There's going to be way more people that are no, more knowledgeable knowledgeable of, of the Karate Kid uh, than I am, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I I I got a family and kids, so, you know, I have to tend to and all that. I don't have time to kind you of pay and, attention and, to them yeah, sometimes. <laughs> exactly. So when I was a kid, I had the time to look all that shit up. But anyway. Um, so what? So we kind of briefly touched on the future. You, you weren't a big fan of um, Griff. Um, did you see our? Well, I don't know if he's our boy, but Jason Scott Lee as one of Griff's goons. Oh, he was one. Of, uh, no, I didn't notice. Yeah, he's a Japanese dude because uh, he had the the Rising Sun on his hoverboard. Uh, character name Whitey. Oh, well, that makes sense. It does make sense. You know. So, sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Why not? One of those things. But uh, what what'd you think of the future? Uh, it, uh <laughs> I didn't like it. Okay, well, let, let me say this. Robert Zemeckis ha- has said that obviously uh-huh. it's hard to predict uh, the future, and he's not a fan of movies that do so uh, as well. So they were just like, you know what? 
um, they're going to take some inspirations from Blade Runner and just do whatever. Uh, the whole thing about the Cubs was a joke from uh, Bob Gale, who is the writer, because uh, his team are rivals of the Cubs. So that's why he wrote the Cubs as winning the, the World Series in 2015. That's funny. Uh, I would say that you can make movies about or futuristic move, films that don't necessarily have to be dystopian per se um, and still do well. Like Gattaca comes to mind to me. It's kind of dystopian to a certain extent, but that's actually a pretty in- interesting portrayal of the far future or whatever. Okay. Um, the There's, I think with this is because it's, and I understand that it's, a, I mean, would you consider it as a comedy? It's, would this be considered a comedy? I would, yes. Okay, so, but the problem is that it wasn't hitting on the comedy scale. Do you know what right. I mean? And so that's the, because I was looking at it going, okay, this is, I'm going to consider this a comedy, but it's not funny. So what does that mean? And again, it didn't get interesting until it became an adventure. Like the whole thing's an adventure, right? But right. once we got into going back to the 50s to, to retrieve the almanac, because that's a problem, then now we're talking the adventure makes it a lot more interesting. Again, the stakes are higher, all those things. Where before that, it was just like a kind of, it, it was a cartoonish look at things. And then we, we decided like, okay, we're going we're gonna to make this like really over the top. But that's not over the top enough. Let's add, you know, let's do it 10 times fold over the top from what we thought originally. And from, I guess, their, their version of the, like what people were wearing to how, how um, what was Biff's grandson's name again? Griff. Griff, okay. Gr- yeah, that makes sense. Um, to Griff's portrayal, it was just like, I, I rolled my eyes, man. I really did. I, I really, I hated that. I fucking hated it. I really okay. did. I, I did not like it at all. Because I was like, what the, what, who, I don't care now or future or whatever. And I understand how Biff was, like how he was portrayed in the 50s. He was a fucking dick. I get it. And I, I get that. You need to have a foil. He's a big time foil. But here, it's like, you guys are just being ridiculous at this point. This is just, uh, I don't know. I was like, not. I was like, man, I can't believe I'm like really down on this. And then I started worrying. I'm like, uh, what's going to happen? You know, like, what, what's, you know, how am I going to take the rest of this film? And then again, it started for me to kind of come together more so, right, when they went to the 50s, but also just looking at it with the little nuggets of, of knowledge when it came to part three. And I'm like, okay, now, now I'm seeing the importance of this film. But, oh, man, I was just like really, really turned off by by Griff and his gang and even by Marty Jr., right? Because it's Marty Jr., any? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I don't know, man. I was like, it's disappointing. Okay. No, I, I can I can definitely see all, all of that. Yep, let's put it this way. I will watch one over and over again. I'll watch three over and over again. If I were to just have it be the second half of two, I would watch that over and over again. Okay, that's fair. That's kind of how I see it. You because know what I mean? It's just to be on the fair side. <laughs> to, be, to, be, to, be, to be, you know, because I love, I, I love how going back, they were able to give us different angles from the same thing we've seen before. Right. You know what I mean? And, and how Marty was able to see himself and make this kind of similar mistakes differently. Do you know what I mean? To keep loosening the damn almanac because Jesus Christ, man. And then at some point in your life, you're going to have to not give a fuck about somebody calling you a chicken. And at some point in your life, in the world, people are going to stop calling each other chicken because who the fuck does that? But, right. but you know, I get it. That's part of, the, part of, part of Marty's like uh, lore. But it's like, man. And then, of course, you know, we go into part three and 
we have to deal with that shit too, right? Yeah. But uh, it's just interesting. It, it was something that they added in part two. You know, that wasn't a trait of his in the first movie, which which is also interesting. I can't remember that. See, that's the thing because it becomes such lore that you trick yourself into believing that. Was that the, is that the yeah? Is that I was gonna say the Mandalorian effect? Not so. <laughs> that's a TV show on Disney uh, Plus. <laughs> Mandalorian effect. I like that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I can definitely see those criticisms, and I feel that's why like maybe uh, the people who aren't like huge fans of the the trilogy, uh, you know, look at part two as being the lesser of it. Um, yeah, I totally get it, but uh, I I have fun in the future hoverboards. Yay! You know, remember I was six years old when this came out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, three the three D shark still looks fake. You know, so uh, I eat it up. Uh, I have a lot of fun in the future. Uh, alternate 85 i think as a kid that's probably what turned me off just because it was so dark and you make a good point that like yeah this is a comedy but like damn when, when does the comedy kick in you, you know you get some um slapsticky stuff in the future it gets really dark in alternate 85 and then then the rest of it is just an adventure right like you know we're we're on a time crunch um trying to get the almanac back before you know marty uh d- disappears again or you know because at this point his his father's dead uh and doc has been committed so uh, a lot has changed and the, you know the first movie it is a comedy the third movie is a comedy as well like uh i, I think most blockbusters you know they would have categor- categorized it as a comedy um you know light on the sci-fi even though uh you know both Bob Gale and Zemeckis, they've gone to like all these seminars, you know, these these science seminars and uh, took their notes and stuff. And so like the whole 1.21 gigawatts was also a mispronunciation. Um, it's supposed to be gigawatts. Right. So alternate 85. Um, what did you think of that one? Let me ask you a question before we go on with it, which has to, which pertains to the alternate 1985. Okay. Now in the, in the 50s, Biff, we knew he was a jerk, right? He was yes. a bully. Yes. All those things. You know, he got knocked out and there you go. And even the whole thing, like how he tr- uh, tries to like um, possess M- Marty's mom, right? Uh, yes. Elaine, right? Right. Okay, Lorraine. Anyway. Lorraine. Oh, so I'm terrible with names. Lorraine Baines McFly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, we knew that. So when we get to 1985, to this alternate version of it, you get, you're talking about Dark. Look, did you ever consider him a... A murderer? Because he's a straight up murderer. Yes. Uh, did I ever consider? You know what? I mean, um, maybe not consider. The term is: Do you not consider Peter? Let me let me rephrase that. Would you have thought, seeing him in the fifties, the way he is, that he would become a fucking murderer? Not necessarily, but I think it tracks. You know, for somebody with so much money, they start believing themselves to be above the law. You know, we find out that, I get he, that. yeah, he's got he's got police in his pocket, you know, or what's the expression, right? It's, yeah, in his pocket. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it it just made sense to me. Um, and you know, we, we see throughout these movies how infatuated he is, obsessed. Not even infatuated, he's obsessed with Lorraine. He wants what he can't have, and so like when he wins like million bucks on his twenty first birthday. The only thing that's standing in his way is George McFly. So, right. you know, you got to do what you need to do to get what you want, I guess. I mean, I guess, I mean, it does track. I'm not saying it doesn't. Cause the dude is trash. We get it. Yes. But I just feel like we went from bully to like straight up 
fucking cold-blooded murderer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, shit. Because, you know, when I remember going watching it first, I'm like, wow. And then, you know, like, the whole thing about him abusing Lorraine, all that stuff. Yeah. Yes, all that stuff, pretty much, that's him. We can we can tell. But, man, he straight up was like, okay, uh, I murdered your dad. So I'm going to use the same gun to murder you. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're, this is pretty damn dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it <laughs> really know? is. So alternate 85, yeah, like I get that things have to be bad because Biff is in charge. That makes perfect sense to me. Do you know what I mean? It it did remind me, though, of uh, of Gotham from Batman, the uh, the 1980s version. Oh, I, I didn't get past like the third season. <laughs> no, no, no. Not the movie Gotham. The city Gotham from the movie Batman from the 80s. Oh, 89. With... 89 yeah gotcha. with uh you know with uh michael keaton and uh and uh, uh jack nicholson that whole scene with the bikers and stuff that's pretty much gotham in that movie bikers <laughs> that's oh okay i see what you're saying now yeah you know I was what i'm trying, saying like yeah. in front of uh in front of the um the casino and all that and all that stuff i was like what is wow okay that's totally what it reminded me of so funny and uh i did appreciate i guess the funny comedy came from uh the the what was he what would be disciplinarian disciplinarian because he wasn't a oh, vice principal oh, no, no, right he, he was the principal principal the principal right yeah 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 so that part you know i'm like okay so they're just having like drive-bys and you can shoot them back and okay it's i guess that is a rough neighborhood yeah yeah <laughs> hey time is rough you know when uh when biff is running uh, town you know I, I forgot to ask you but did you recognize anybody in the cafe 80s no uh, you I know don't. when Marty went to go play the uh, the arcade game, there was two little what, boys the kids? there. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those kids. Somebody we should know. Yeah, Elijah Wood. That's Elijah Wood. Yeah, he, yeah. I'm obviously missed. <laughs> yeah, young Elijah Wood was uh, one of the kids um, in that scene. Yeah, go back and check that out. It, it's kind of okay. it, it's one of those that uh, it, it's another one where people are like, oh my god, I didn't realize that was him, kind of thing. That's funny because because I do recall the kids going like, what? Well, wow, you got to use your hands. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like a baby's toy. Yeah. Uh, which funny. you know, uh, again, kind of is harking back to in in part three, was it? Yeah, part three. They they make a reference to that too, where you know they ask him, "How how did you learn to shoot like that?" He's like, "Seven uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eleven, right? <laughs> you know, like, arcade games." But um, yeah, but you think about it now, like yeah, we still we're still using our hands. Everything's touch screen. You know, I, I guess there's some right. VR stuff now too. So yeah. well, that's the ne- ne- next next phase. I think is VR. That's uh, that's going to be the next the next move. Right. Uh, so a mutual friend of ours, uh, Devin, he uh, very much likes the scene where uh, Marty pays Biff a visit because you know he's in a jacuzzi with two two women there. Um, right. <laughs> anyway, I was I, I thought you were going to tell me that Devin was going to be like, yeah, this is his favorite one of the three, and I'd be like, it is. That tracks. Um, yeah, that tracks. It is. That but, tracks. But he still hasn't seen part three, as far as uh, as far as I know. Doesn't matter. I bet you he likes two better than than all of them anyway. That's that's just tracks, is what I'm saying. Yes. You know what I mean? It like, does make sense. Again, Right. Yes, it makes perfect sense, you know. <laughs> uh, now, one of Biff's goons, did you recognize any of them? Well, uh, one of them was, and you told me this before, so I was looking out for him, mm. um, was Billy Zane. It is, yep. He was yeah. the one wearing the base, uh, I mean, baseball, uh, cowboy hat. Cowboy hat, yep, that was him. Yep. Just a younger version of Billy Zane. That's it, that's it, yeah, so he he's there. Uh, what do you think about um, Lorraine, uh, alternate eighty-five Lorraine? Uh, uh, you know, man, and I think that this is where um, part of the movie might falter in general, because not just Lorraine, but also uh, Jennifer and um, 
and um, Marty. Mm-hmm. Like the makeup, not very good. It, it, that did not. That it, I don't think it held. Right. It it didn't it didn't really yeah it just it just did not so unfortunately it just kind of added to the kind of caricature of a caricature sense that I was getting from the movie do you know what I mean yeah so over the topness of it um and yeah so not a fan you know I I, I can understand that the the um I love part two the way it is uh if if I had the the power. The only thing different I would do to part two is I would have the actors as they are now re CGI them into the scenes of them playing them older selves. Yeah, yeah, because I would because we have the technology to make we it do. like work really well. I can, I totally agree with you on yeah. that. So you know, the, the George Lucas hit uh, only in that sense though. Right, right. Because I mean, it's already made. I mean, the film's already made. I, I wouldn't. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, there's 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 no reason to redo the whole thing. But you're right as far as like visually. There's definitely because of technology and how special effects are nowadays, particularly when it comes to people. You know, you've seen what they've done with all these different like movies with either de aging people or aging people. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like the technology has gone so far, uh, so far, so much better since then. You know, that it shows. That's probably why it doesn't. It just doesn't hold as well, man. Because you're like going, oh man, you know, like that's like I get it. That's what you had to work with, man. But it does not look good, you know. You know, uh, man, you pointing out the like the genre, like what do you categorize this as? It's really, really sticking with me now because I'm thinking, well, damn, you open up the movie in the future, you know, it's really, you know, it's definitely for kids, right? Where it 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 screams like you know early '90s because of all the colors. Um, even though you know there's a cafe '80s that's kind of being highlighted there, um, Michael Jackson, you know Ronald, uh, yeah Ronald Reagan uh, the, as the Max Hedrum, right, right uh, uh, caricatures, and then you go to alternate '85. So hopefully people are having fun with the future, right? You know it's just kind of like well we can't predict it 30 years ahead, so we're just gonna do this, uh, and then you get alternate '85 where you're like well damn George dies. Uh, look look at Hill Valley as it is now. When we've seen it, you know, in fifty five and eighty five, looking clean, altered to eighty five, it looks like hell. And then everything that happens uh, back in fifty five when Marty goes back uh, again, that's probably you know, again you're kind of having some fun because now you're getting two docs, you're getting two Martys. Uh, Marty is chasing after Biff, you know, because of the uh, the almanac. And then it ends with like Duck is struck by lightning. You're like. What the hell? Like, how is somebody supposed to feel after watching that movie? You you kind of walk out of that movie. And you're just like, well, damn. I remember having a lot of fun with the first movie. And now I don't even know how to feel. There's people dying left and right. People right. getting struck by lightning and disappearing. Um, so m- maybe that's what it was. People were just like, what? What is this? So I've never yeah. even looked at it that way. Yeah, because I would say, like, I mean, if anything, like you're saying, it becomes an adventure. It's a science fiction for sure. But comedy is like. But I can see why they would make it a com- like why it would be categorized as that. Do you know what I mean? But right. to me, it doesn't make sense for it to be a comedy considered a comedy. But here we are, right? And and you're right as far as like the way the first movie was. That was a fun movie. You're right. That was a fun movie, right? Yeah. The '80s gave us some movies like that that are like I would consider classics. You know, like that Back to the Future is one of them. You know, like another one that was an adventure that made me feel good was Goonies. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know I. A, a science fiction film that was like I really loved as a kid. I saw in the theater, E.T. Do you know what I mean? Like these are like iconic films, right? Right, right. So, Back to the Future Two was like, you're right. What am I f- supposed to feel here? Like, 
I, I do think that it ended really well. Yeah. I, I think the Western Union letter was brilliant. Yeah. I thought that was like, that saved to me, like, I wouldn't say save the movie. The movie was fine. I think that that... It's a great reveal. Kinda, it's a great way to kind of, let's get you back together here. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, let's pick up your, the pieces of you on the, on the ground right now because you have no idea what the fuck just happened, right? Yeah, it'll all <laughs> you know? be explained in the next movie. Exactly. So I, I really appreciate that. What I, what I am not a fan of is, I don't know why they do this and some films did this. Why are you showing me stuff from three uh, at yeah. the end? Right. I feel like, look, have you not learned from, from uh, Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo? Don't, don't show what happens in Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo at the end of Breaking 1. Don't do that. I, I do think people would know that. I think people would know that. Or you, learn, you should learn from Breaking. <laughs> Towards the end of the movie, when M- Marty is on pursuit, the, the, we, we get some funny lines kind of like in that third act, you know, like when he's at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Uh, he's calling Doc on the radio. He's like, Doc, Doc, you know, um, you know, Biff's goons are after me and they're going to, uh, you know, jump me. <laughs> He's like, well, get out of there. You know, it's like, you know, he's on stage, um, you know, performing Johnny Be Good. I thought that was uh, pretty funny. Uh, the interaction between the, you know, the the two docs, you know, that was a really nice moment. But um, yeah, very lacking in the comedy. And because it's a trilogy, like you're not going to break that up, like, you know, uh, in, in the categories. Um, right. Yeah. Because you have the same. I mean, it's the same. It should be. The same concept, but you're right. Yeah, totally. Was slightly. It was different. But uh, and were you saying that Semekas is working with uh, on a uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Right. At the same time, I mean that that makes that makes sense to me because Who Framed Roger Rabbit was not a small task. I would think if you're if you're if you're um, splitting yourself between those two projects, I can something's got to suffer at some point. Do you know what I mean? Or or something's just gonna you're gonna have to just neglect some of it, and other people make decisions, which makes sense to me. Um, so yeah, I get it. I I would I, I th- tell you what right now though. After watching this, I want to watch three. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I'm gonna do that. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you'll you'll have to text you can't me. Stop. You know your, your thoughts. You can't stop me, Peter. Okay. No, <laughs> you can't no, stop watch me from it. watching three. <laughs> uh, hell, I, I might want to watch three now, um, or just revisit the ent- uh, entire saga again. Uh, you, you know, I, I like the, the ideas that, that they had in the future because, man, how close were they? Or, like, maybe they were the inspiration for everything that we ended up getting. Uh, who oh, yeah. Were, the McFlies have freaking Google Google Home. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, you got, you're opening uh, doors with, like, thumbprints. You know, there's yep. locks like that you can buy on Amazon. Yep. There's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of that. And... Um, even the multi-screen thing. I know, I know they've seen that in other places too. There's, uh, uh, gosh, I forget. They used to do the picture in picture. You know, they did away right. with that. Right. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of little things here and there. I'm, I want my self self la- uh, lacing shoes. I want those. Yes. Um, because you know they're not. I, I got the fake ones. You know the costume ones. Right. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. When when the when the original um, when the official ones came out, you know they they made like a limited release, x amount of numbers, um, and they were going to release them on eBay. My brother-in-law actually said, "I will give you a thousand dollars to make that bet or to make that bid." You know, but he wasn't going to give me any more. You know, but because right. it's like, well, 
it's it, it kind of like it, it's ours, but we'll keep it at my house, kind of kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, uh, okay, if you can give me a thousand dollars, and if we win, that's worth it. You know, I, I don't care if you keep it at your place. Like we right, have right. it, you know. Um, but it, it went like I I forgot how much they were selling for, but obviously oh, it's probably a ridiculous amount of money, right? It, it was ridiculous, obviously, because it, it wouldn't pass a thousand. Um, but I remember like Kid Cudi getting at least two pairs or something. Like he showed oh, up on on somebody's talk show like at night wearing them. I I think, or maybe he just talked about it. I, I forget. But um, yeah, I wish I wish I had me some le- legit pairs. But when Future Day came, and you know a lot of theaters were doing like the whole trilogy watch, I went to the theater wearing those shoes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wear them for some of the cons too. But I try not to uh, get them dirty. Right, of course. Don't let don't let nobody step on them. No, no. Um, but yeah, the uh, I I I see what you mean by like you know it didn't uh, the Western Union didn't really save it, but it, it's it's. It's just a great moment where you're just like, well, what the hell happened to Doc? And, you know, if you weren't paying attention to the the time display unit, you know, it was flashing 1885. Um, and people were like, well, then why was the, the fire tracks, you know, say 99 when he disappeared in the air? Well, the axles was just spinning, you know, and the, the, the DeLorean was circling in the air, too. That's just the way the fire, fire and tracks. And it could be a MacGuffin. You know? Yeah. You don't know that. Exactly. It could be just something to throw you off. You don't know what's happening. You know, it could exactly. be a red herring. Uh, I... That's a good point that you said, moment. That is a very great, it's a great moment in film, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it, again, you're following the story, you know, you're in a sec- finishing the second part of this t- three-part story, and for it to gel, to connect, you have to have something pretty iconic. And can you imagine being a guy who works at Western Union in like 1985 or 84, and they have this whole fucking like office lore of like, yeah, in eight, you know, in oh, 18. 89, actually. 89. <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying, like, let's say you come into this office, you got a new job. Okay. It's 1984. Okay. You're coming into work at this office, at this Western Union. They're like, and you're like, oh, what's up with this letter? Oh, that was written in 1989. And, uh, you know, next year, somebody's going to deliver that to this Marty McFly oh, okay. at this I date see. and time. Yeah, right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> can you imagine walking into that and you're going, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, right? You'd be like, Huh? Is that even a real person? You know, and there, there you go, right? Yeah. Can you imagine the office lore for something like that? That's, it's kind of that's where I go when I when I see that scene. I'm like, I think of the people that because even the guy saying we had a bet if, whether or not you were real. The fact that you're real is kind of incredible. Um, uh, of course, it's like downpour, rain, raining, right. you know, and uh, it it pieces it all together. He has to go to dock to be able to do this. You and know what I mean? All these things set up the that, third one, right? Another yeah. great line. Uh, it's like, hey, kid, you, you need any help? There's only one man that can help me. Cut to <laughs> Doc Brown on the top of the, the clock tower, also in need of help himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, That's another, pretty funny. That's a great moment, too. Um, see, oh, th- I'm sorry. Did I say yeah. 85? I, I, meant, I meant 54. Because 54, oh, right. I don't know why. I you, you know what I mean. Like, yes. I mean, like, let's say going into to this job in 1954, and you're a Western Union and all those things. You're like... Why is there this letter here from 1880? What the hell? We're going to deliver it now? That makes no sense. You're, you'd probably be like, this is some kind of weird joke, right? This is some weird joke. Like, but we happen yeah. to be at the time for it, right? Yeah. See, I just had a good idea, and this is why I don't write uh, you know, s- scripts or anything like that. Um, Western Union, like, who really uses that anymore, right? The post office right. is still around. What right. if a mail carrier, I don't know why he'd be working at like 10 o'clock p.m., but let's just say a mail carrier comes and has to deliver a P.O. box key 
you know, so now Marty has to go and, you know, retrieve this letter. Um, but anyway, that would kill the momentum of the end. <laughs> I think like, that your 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 conflict of interest is showing here, Peter. Just a little bit. Yeah, for those <laughs> just, that know me, I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, well, why, why is it Western Union? But anyway, I mean, I guess we wouldn't be showing do up you, in a... You know do, what? Do, if it was a mailman, we, we curse would be your in breath? uniform. You know, we'd be in a marked vehicle, you know, like that that's a mailman showing up. At least this guy shows up. He's in like a regular, you know, um it's it's probably his personal vehicle, I'm not sure. He's wearing like a trench coat and hat. Looks official, you know, but it's just a dude from Western Union. Do you curse under your breath when you see him? <laughs> Western Union. <laughs> those <laughs> those hacks. <laughs> yeah. No, more like when it's like FedEx and yeah, UPS. Oh, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> Actually now, like I those guys are cool because um you know the routes that I delivered to. I'm I'm familiar with the other FedEx and UPS guys. Now it's Amazon drivers because oh wow they just wear That's vests. Right. They yeah. wear uh, they they drive unmarked vehicles. They park on the wrong side of the street with the doors open to run off real quick. Like what are you doing, wow. dude? That's unsecure. <laughs> Unprofessional is yeah. what it is. Very professional. Never <laughs> use an Amazon driver in the Back to the Future movie. That would never happen. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so cool. Yeah, I I uh. I would say again, I would watch the second half of this again. Uh, I can't wait to watch three now. Um, and it's still Back to the Future is still an iconic. It's so iconic and such an I think an important film trilogy. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't take yeah. away from what I what, what the importance in my eyes anyway of this film. These films are because before this, like think about time traveling, Peter. Okay. Think about just how it's told in stories. It's not the first time it was told in stories or, you know, even in film or whatever. But just how many, like, ground rules we get from Back to the Future. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different ways that we're going to kind of view time travel if we're going to. And we get that from Back to the Future and this lore, you know? Like, so that's that's all, that alone on itself besides the special effects and the idea of this kid, this high school kid going back to, like, change you know change the future and then try to go back and change the pa- the future in the past see now yeah see this is why i don't write this is why i don't write this stuff man That's the right. rules yeah. many rules see and and you know uh, to touch on the, the the writing you know times have changed in the last three decades you know when it uh, comes to uh you, you see what i did i and that was unintentional um <laughs> i seem to be kind of doing this a little bit more now the, the the first movie is kind of the blueprint for you know um, time traveling. Um, what the movies do really well is that they establish the rules and they follow it. You know, we've done some of these time travel uh, movie reviews where we're like, well, they're loosey goosey with the rules. Yeah, you know, if there are any at all, um, there are stakes in each of the movies, uh, even part two. And I think it's just one of those things that like, okay. Well, the first one was a huge hit. Let's greenlight two and three. We'll write them and then film them back to back. And I guess maybe in the writer's room, they were probably just like, all right, what's another good idea? Ooh, I like that. Let's write that down. You know what I mean? Nowadays, you're sitting in a room. All right, what's a good idea? Okay, cool. I like that. All right, now how do we get to that point? Or how do we make that make sense? You know, so things have changed. And so um, it's just, it's a product of its time. I still love the shit out of, course. of it. <laughs> of course. But I now I want to hear <laughs> your thoughts friends. on part three. I <laughs> was still friends. Yes, yes. Absolutely, <laughs> we're still friends. I don't know about some of our listeners that might be tuning in. Um, oh, you know, oh, man. Look, don't at him, okay? I mean, 
Look, that's that's his opinion. Yeah. Not everybody's opinions can are right. mine. <laughs> the opinions are mine. Yeah, <laughs> and mine uh, alone. <laughs> so let, let's see what some of the other opinions are on the interwebs on IMDb. Most viewers rated it on an average seven point eight out of ten, and on Rotten Tomatoes, fresh at sixty five percent. What do you think? Um, more than sixty five. I think six out of ten. I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um. I I think both of those are too low for me. I will watch any Back to the Future any given time of day. Um, if I'm channel surfing and I see it on, I'm going to change it right to that. Uh, I can quote all three movies. It's really interesting too that you know, having said, you know, kind of growing up, two was like the lesser of the trilogy for me, and I have grown to embrace two and love it as uh, equally. That's why now I refer to it as the saga, a six-hour movie. It is interesting in hindsight that I decided to name this podcast initially Hydrate Level 4, an obscure line from Part 2. Of all the other things that I could have gone with from Part 1 or Part 3, did I ever tell you the other working title for what would have become Hydrate Level 4? Well, go ahead. You can tell me now because I I don't know this. Flix (laughs) Podcaster. Okay. Yeah. That's I'm glad you went with Hydrate Level 4. Thank you because Okay. I would I was like people aren't going to know how to spell podcaster and would have been yeah. Uh, it, it's obviously on the nose. It tells you what it is. It's a podcast about movies, right? Flix podcaster. Um but what does Hydrate Level 4 tell you? Not a damn thing, yep. but we were still getting all the downloads because it was a father and son podcast, one of the right. uh you know, first ones. Uh, I, I must say. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, at least I, would, I think uh, so. I mean, because um, the ones like after me were like, oh man, we thought we were the first and then we found you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, uh, you know, you could have done something with Mr. Fusion. Yeah. I but I guess. guess it doesn't really track. You have to be, you have to, you know what? Mr. Fusion would be more like a science podcast. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. They're like, where's uh, there the you fusion? Go. You're welcome. Like, somebody out reviews. there. <laughs> yeah. But um, Hydro Level 4 was probably like, this says nothing about movies. Let me check it out? Question mark. And I was like, whoa, it's a father and his son. M- maybe. Right. You know, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, this show has definitely evolved. But uh, yeah, Mariano, I, I had a lot of fun, man. Uh, okay. When you prefaced like, oh, this is... <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, this I, might I, be I was, the deal I was breaker. ready for it. I was ready for it, you know, because like, like... This is the deal breaker right here. No, no. <laughs> no, like, no, I'm just messing. Th- this, is, this is my thing. If you sat there and was like, Peter, this movie is shit, and I'm going to tell you why this shit. Like, this is all your own opinion, you know? Like, I, I totally respect that. So, and, and and I understand every bit of it too, because there there are like people out there that will say something, and if I be like, well, well, hold on, you're not understanding that, right? Well, that's when I will sit there and try to explain, and if they still don't like it, okay, well, I tried, but right. everything that you said, I I I get it, I totally understand. And that's not to say that there isn't, for instance, there's certain love, certain film, certain cinema that I have that I know it's not necessarily the greatest. You know what I mean? Um, I but. Look, if you put it like you say, Peter, if you put it into a six hour, this is a saga, the whole story kind of spread it all out. Then yeah, it makes it's it, it tracks better, do you know? Yeah. Um, but still, yeah, I stand by what I say. Uh look, this is iconic. Like there's no other word for it. You know, this is part of an iconic trilogy that is again, um change cinema. Yeah. This is a you can't deny that. A, f- a movie like this doesn't necessarily come along all the time. You know, something that's going to like not just create, like change things up when it comes to storytelling, but also 
change pop culture too, you know, or, or affect, not change it, but affect yeah, pop culture absolutely. because it definitely did that. You know what I mean? And the way time travel move, uh, stories are told past or post back to the future are affected by back to the future, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of a big thing. It's a huge genre. I mean, you may be a little familiar with it, Peter. I mean, I mean, you probably know about this little show called quantum leap. Hmm. About time travel. I mean, I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. The you know sound I mean? of that. So, we have to look into this. <laughs> we have to look into that. Yeah. Um, this is pre pre uh, CSI Scott Bakula. Just so you know. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> while I'm thinking about it right now, uh, I want to give a shout out to my co-host Albie over at the uh, Back to the Future, uh, the animated series podcast, which I'm also a host of. Uh, he that I found him through what he used to host, the Quantum Leap podcast. You know, where he interviewed uh, people from the show. Sounds like Cobra Kai Companion a little bit there. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, he reached out to me recently. He was like, hey, we got to do another episode, man. Like, there, you know, the, 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 the anniversary, you know, is coming up. And um, there's there's some news to put out. I'm like, hey, hell yeah, let's let's do it. So uh, for anyone interested, you know, that sh- we haven't put out an episode in a really long time. But... Albie's got his life. I got mine. I have my other shows. So does his. So does he. But uh, yeah, if that's something you're interested in, uh, subscribe to Back to the Future, the animated series podcast. Um, it is available. But yeah, we plan to be uh, recording an episode hopefully soon. Make sure he doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> you, you know, anybody like, that's a fan this? of Back to the like, Future, <laughs> I would imagine they're going to check it out. So. He'd be like, who is this bozo? <laughs> Who's, who, who's this butthead? Yeah, he's this butthead. They're like, you know, that guy needs to make like a tree and get out of here. Right, there you go. Hey, you got it right too, even though, know, you know, right, you, yeah. you got it right even though it's wrong. Even though um, it's wrong, yeah. Oh, I man. do appreciate, I do appreciate uh, Grandpa Biff telling him, you sound like a, wait a second, you sound so like a butthead saying that. You, you say it wrong. Oh, I know. oh, and by the way, of course, of course the Tannins had a freaking lawn jockey. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they're also hella racist on top of that. Oh, sure. Of course, of yeah. course. Anyway, that's, that's all I got. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> um, so this, yeah, this will be interesting. Uh, we don't have plans for a Back to the Future 3 in the near future, but let's see what maybe the listeners think. You know, I, I don't get very much feedback for, for this show, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll throw it out there. If anybody's like, hey, you know what? We want to we want to hear what Mariana has to say about part three. Maybe you and I will we'll do one, you know, in the near future. We'll just throw it in there. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. I'm inspired to watch it now. So I'm really interested in just to see how, I, how, how, it, how it holds. Right. I, I have a feeling it will hold a lot better, to be honest. Okay. Um, so we'll see how it goes. That's, that's my inclination. We'll see. Okay. All right, so that's going to do it. Uh, Mariana, where can people find you if they want to continue this particular conversation? <laughs> uh, you can reach me on Twitter at uh, Papa Elefante. That's at P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. I was going to give out my wife's uh, handle instead, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to maybe give, just give them mine, like at uh, right? <laughs> But yeah, uh, I mean, look, I'm tagging you either way. So even if you I give know, a fake one. Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're putting it, it out there. The internet streets will know my name. <laughs> All right. So for me, if you guys want to continue uh, the conversation, or if um, you know, I said an ep- you know, if I pimped out an episode earlier uh, that you know you're interested in and you want to know how to find it, yeah, you know, reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at uh, Podstalgic. I'll be happy to share those. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, talk- talking with everybody that that gave me their time. 
So uh, that's going to do it. If you guys have a few minutes, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That would really help us out. And as always, thank you guys for your support. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.